crazy things happen when I get really excited, don't they? I want to welcome um, Daniela and David, so you can wave and say hi. We used to go to church together in Melbourne many years ago. So Daniela's dad, Vince, if you want to encounter the love of God, he was the man to go to. He was just the love of Father God on display, just loved people so beautifully, embraced people, accepted everyone, always had time, just loved to sow into people's lives. So we really want to honour him this morning. He was an incredible man of God and there is um there are treasures, yeah. There's so many people that so many people that are walking with the Lord and love the Lord and are living their God given destinies because of what he sowed into their lives. Okay. Are we ready? Are your hearts ready? All right, great. The title of my message, thank you, Andrew. Love your playing. The title, yeah, give him a hand. The title of my message today is Naked with God. Yeah? We're going to get naked with God. So I'm kind of pretty excited about that. Don't worry, there's no physical nakedness happening. You're safe. (laughs) All right, so I want to tell you a funny story. When my son Nathan was little, he used to, he was just not a fan of wearing clothes really. You know, it just wasn't an important thing to him. So you would dress him in the mornings And it would not be very long till he was in his birthday suit. And you would redress him and then it would not be very long till he was in his birthday suit again. He was just, he was not a fan of wearing clothes. And as a parent, I thought, should I be worried about this? Do I need to, you know, should I just let him run around naked all the time? Is this okay? Is this not okay? And um, after chatting with a friend, he pointed out that we spend so much of our lives worried about how we look, happy with how we look, not happy with how we look, worrying about this thing or that thing. And she said the fact that he's not worried and he's just comfortable is fantastic, so let him go. So I let him go. I think he was naked for about the first three or four years of his life. (laughs) And I was okay with it. I don't really think Nathan would have cared if I was okay with it or not. He was just getting naked. And um, that was it. So I decided that as long as he wanted to get naked in the confines of our home, that was okay with me. So most of you know that we love having people in our homes. We love food. We love eating. We love coffee. We love tea too. I am a tea person. Everybody knows that. Andrew is a coffee person. Although I do partake in short blacks when I'm tired. That's purely for medicinal purposes, though. (laughs) So most of you know that we love having people in our home. We have always had people in our home. I can't remember a time when we haven't had people in our home. I remember years and years ago when we had young adults in our home and we'd be kicking them out at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. I would often go to bed at about 12 because we all know I'm not a night owl. And um, Andrew would do a lot of short blacks after that. So on one of the occasions that we had people over for dinner, Nathan decided to take all his clothes off at the dinner table. Right at the dinner table, totally naked. Which is okay if you have people for dinner, 
that um, have been around kids, have changed nappies, have bathed children, you know, have had some interaction with children. But if you've not had any interaction with little naked bodies, um, it could be quite a daunting experience. So that night we had some newly engaged people in our home that I think we traumatised. I'm sure, I don't know if they're still traumatised. And um, Nathan took all his clothes off and they were horrified. Like they did not know where to look that wasn't looking at his naked body. Um, I'm surprised they actually just didn't get up and leave the house. They were just so uncomfortable with the fact that there was this naked little body in front of them. So I thought it was hilarious, but um, <laughs> I think it was quite, quite traumatising for them. So this morning, I want to talk about getting naked with God because the Bible tells us that when Adam and Eve were first created... They walked in the Garden of Eden naked with God, didn't they? They were totally naked, no shame, no embarrassment, completely themselves. They were their raw, authentic, real selves with the Lord. So I'm going to read from Genesis 2 verses 21 to 25 just to make sure I'm not preaching heresy. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Verse 25, Adam and Eve were both naked and they felt no shame. I want to repeat that. Adam and Eve were both naked and they felt no shame. They didn't try to cover themselves up. They didn't try to hide a part of themselves. They were their real, raw, authentic Adam and Eve with nothing to hide from God. So God didn't feel the need to clothe Adam and Eve, did he? Because if God wanted to clothe Adam and Eve, he would have clothed Adam and Eve. But um, God was quite comfortable with their nakedness. He was comfortable with their raw and authentic selves because that's who God actually created them to be, yeah? God created, he, he, he doesn't make mistakes. God never makes mistakes. Do we know that? God's perfect. He doesn't get it wrong. We do sometimes, but God doesn't. So God wanted the real, raw, authentic Adam and Eve. That's what he wanted. If he wanted them clothed, he would have clothed them. He didn't clothe them because he wanted them vulnerable, being totally themselves, holding nothing back and not trying to cover anything up. So Job 1 verse 21 says, Naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. So, 14 years ago, when I had my son Samuel, well, 14 and a half years ago, and I had a caesarean delivery. If you don't know what a caesarean delivery looks like, there's, um, you're lying on a hospital bed and there's a big curtain that sits about here 
So you're wide awake through the whole procedure and there's a big curtain and you can't see anything. You can hear the doctors and nurses talking but you can't see what they're doing. You've had an epidural so you can't feel what they're doing. I think it depends how high the dosage was. I think once I didn't feel anything with Samuel, with Nathan, I felt a little bit of tugging and pulling. <laughs> so when I had him, they brought him over the curtain so I could have a little look at his face. And this is what I saw. <laughs> Gorgeous, hey? I was like, that's the most beautiful face I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Samuel's dying. He did not know I was bringing this. I had to hide it or else he would have stolen it and hidden it somewhere. Um. And so they brought him over and I got this gorgeous little glimpse and this quick cuddle, but then they took him away because I was having surgery. So there was still another half an hour of surgery to go. Apparently the quickest part is taking the baby out and then the long part is stitching up all the layers of mum that have been cut open to actually get baby out. So they took him away and finished doing what they were doing. It seemed to take a while. And then they took me into the recovery room and I remember just laying on that bed in the recovery room thinking, I really just want to hold my baby. I'm so desperate to hold my baby. I want to hold him. I want to cuddle him. And it just felt like the weight was going on and on and on to be able to hold him in my arms. So nowadays, it's totally different. Uh, when a parent has a, when a mother has a baby, they're very quick to have skin-to-skin -skin contact. And the best way for mothers and babies and mothers and fathers to bond is if, is if the baby is naked and placed on a bare chest and they have skin-to-skin -skin contact. So I want to read to you some facts about skin-to-skin -skin contact because it's really important. Skin-to-skin -skin contact between mothers and newborns was first used in neonatal wards in Bogota, Colombia, which had a shortage of incubators for babies with severe hospital infections. Neonatalists Edgar Ray and Hector Martinez turned to nature, specifically kangaroos, which hold their young as soon as they are born. They sent mothers home with the instruction to hold their infants diapered but bare-chested on their chest. When the doctors found, what the doctors found was that this skin-to-skin -skin contact not only allowed mothers to leave the hospitals, which decreased overcrowding, but it also decreased their baby's dependency on incubators. And the most outstanding, the doctors watched as mortality rates plunged from 70% to 30%. That's phenomenal, isn't it? So there is so much growing evidence that skin-to-skin, chest-to-chest contact is so healthy for babies. So it says here, um, there is a growing body of evidence that skin-to-skin -skin contact after the birth helps mothers and babies in many ways. It calms and regulates mother and baby. It regulates the baby's heart rate and breathing helping them to better adapt to life outside the womb. It stimulates digestion and an interest in feeding, regulates temperature and protects against infection. Wow, that's pretty cool, isn't it? So as I read this in my spirit, 
I felt like God was reminding us that, you know, when you get close to God, when you get real with God, when you have heart-to-heart, chest-to-chest connection with God, he breathes life into us, doesn't he? God calms us. God regulates us, yeah? God actually helps us adapt to and flourish in life when we're intimately connected with him, when we're authentic with him. We experience his comfort, his peace, his healing. And can I say in love, God can't heal what we won't surrender to him. And God can't comfort us if we won't actually go to him. So when God spoke this message into my heart, I felt him saying to us, I just want you to get real and raw and authentic and lay your head upon my chest and have intimate connection with me. I felt God say, come and find rest in me. Come and find safety. Come and find love, acceptance, affirmation. So I want you to, we're going to put up a picture. Vicky's got a picture of a child resting on their dad's chest. That's gorgeous. So how does that baby look? Does that baby look calm? Does that baby look peaceful? Yeah? That baby does not look anxious, worried, upset. Have we got another picture, Vic? Yeah, that's beautiful. So that's the kind of relationship that God wants with us. That baby does not look stressed. That baby does not look anxious. That baby looks totally chilled. I know who's got me. I know who's with me. I am safe. I am loved. I am protected. That's God's heart for us. Thanks, Vic. So we... Um, We connect with God more and we bond with God more and we grow in our relationship with God more when we're real, don't we? When we're raw, when we're authentic. It's like friendships. Are you going to build a great friendship with someone if you just show them the superficial stuff? Do you grow deep relationship with anyone unless you're actually reveal some of yourself you become vulnerable you share some of your heart you know you you share a part of yourself and the more vulnerable you are and the more of your heart that you share the closer that relationship becomes doesn't it we're not super connected to people that we don't share our heart with we don't have deep connection with people that we're not having heart to heart conversations with god didn't create us to cover up yeah he created us to be raw authentic and real with him because he knows everything anyway doesn't he does god know everything yeah does god know everything yes he either does or he doesn't so god knows everything psalm 139 the passion translation lord you know everything there is to know about me god knows everything there is to know about you Pretty cool. So God knows everything. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. 
God knows us really well, doesn't he? He knows us really intimately. He knows everything that's going on on the inside. He knows what's happening in our head. He knows what's happening in our heart. He knows what's happening in our spirit, man. God is aware of everything that is happening on the inside of us. It says, you are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. So God knows everything about us, yeah? There's nothing he doesn't know. Can we agree on that? So if he knows everything, why does he want us to be real? Why does he want us to be raw and authentic and vulnerable? Why why does he want us to do that? Because he wants to bond with us. He wants to connect with us. He wants to build relationship with us. He wants to grow in love and intimacy with us because relationship is built by sharing. Relationship is built by sharing your heart. I can get information about someone. I know a lot of facts about them, but until I actually sit down and have a conversation or a coffee or share a meal with them, I don't know what's going on in their heart. I don't know what's really going on on the inside of them. So God wants to connect with us, yeah? God wants to build relationship. He wants to grow relationship. He wants to grow intimacy. He wants us to go, you know what? You can just totally be yourself with me. You don't have to put anything on. You don't have to look great. You can be your raw, real, authentic self. And I love that. I absolutely love that. So I'm now parenting two teenage boys. Samuel's 14 and Nathan is 13. And it's a real delight, I have to say. (laughs) No, it is. It's such a joy. I feel really honoured that I actually get to be their mum and parent them. It's a real gift from God. But what I have noticed as they've become teenagers and got a little bit older is they don't want to hang out with me like they used to hang out with me. I spent the first 10 years of my life at parks and more parks and more parks. I could tell you every park in Ballarat. I have been there so many times. You know, I had to start finding new parks because we still needed new places to go. Um, Trampolining centres, swimming pools, football fields, soccer fields, you name it, I have been there. I have done everything I possibly could to release a whole lot of testosterone. (laughs) And yeah, so that was a really busy 10 years or 11 years or however it was, but the older they get, they're actually making their own connections and building their own relationships and their own friendships. If you saw Samuel's social schedule, it would blow you away. You have to like make a booking with Samuel to hang out with him. He's got so many people that um, want to spend time with him. He got in the car the other week after school on a Friday and he goes, I've got 18 invitations to go out, mum. Where should I go? I was like, oh my goodness, that's so overwhelming. I couldn't even deal with that. (laughs) So they love relationship. And Nathan is all about connection. If you're not connected to his heart, if you're not hanging out and spending quality time with him, he is not even, he's just not interested. He just needs real, quality, authentic connection with people. So I actually have to be really proactive now to connect with my kids to make sure that I don't become disconnected from them 
in their new, I've got friends, I've got relationships, I've, you know, I've now got this whole new world that's opening up to me. So I have to be really proactive to spend time with them, to do things with them, to connect with them, or else it would be really easy to become disconnected. And sometimes life's like that, isn't it? It can kind of just get away from you and you end up disconnected from God or disconnected to the people around you. And that happens, that's okay. The most important thing is that once we realise there's a disconnect, we actually make an effort to reconnect, yeah? Because I think we all end up in places like that sometimes in any relationship that we have in our life, in our world. It's easy to become disconnected. It's easy to get busy. It's easy to be hurt by something someone says, so we just pull back a little bit. So being proactive and connecting is really important. And I've been watching some Danny Silk Life Academy teachings lately. If you want any skills about relationships, you should go look at the Life Academy. They have every kind of teaching about, you know, marriage, relationships, friendships, parenting. And they actually teach you how to do relationship really well. Because we don't just get taught how to do relationship well. We don't just know. We don't just get married and know how to be married. We don't just have children and know how to be a parent. We actually don't know. So the more we skill ourselves in godly people teaching this, the better we can actually become at parenting and doing relationship well. So I was looking at that recently thinking, I feel disconnected. I feel disconnected from my kids. How do I connect with them? And they had some really great stuff. And just they really highlighted the importance of everything is about connection 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 and God's the same his greatest desire is to have constant real vulnerable authentic connection with you he's not dying to correct you and tell you everything that you've done wrong or the ways that you're falling short or to put shame on you some people may have experienced parents that did that But God is not about that. God wants to affirm you. God wants to empower you. God wants to love on you. God never shames us, yeah? Never shames us, only affirms us. So there's a song that my son was listening to the other week. I wish I could sing it for you, but it's not a gift I have. Uh, You might have heard of it. It's a John Legend song. Does anyone know John Legend? Yeah, All of Me. It's a great song, isn't it? Such a great song. Love it. So I was listening to it and um, I, I really felt like some of the lyrics was just God reminding us of how he feels about us. So these are some of the lyrics. It says, because all of me loves all of you. We need someone that can sing, don't we? It'd be great. Love your curves and all your edges, all your perfect imperfections come on give your all to me i'll give my all to you because i give you all of me and you give me all of you and it goes on to say how many times do i have to tell you even when you're crying you're beautiful too kind of love that because who's the ugly crier Oh my gosh, I am like such an ugly crier. It's like very messy. So I love that even when we're ugly crying, God loves us. Even when we're ugly crying, he still calls us beautiful, yeah? That's for the men too, not just the women. It says, the world is beating you down. I'm around through every mood. 
Yeah, because God never goes anywhere, even in the tough stuff, even in the ugly stuff, even in the messy things, the parts that we think are ugly, the parts that, you know, that we think are broken and messy, even those parts, God still loves those parts too. All your perfect imperfections. He loves our curves and all our edges. I love that. So my husband, God bless him, just loves me, you know, like he really does. Sometimes I'm like, oh, it's so annoying, you know. (laughs) No, I really love him. But he's like, you're so beautiful. Oh, you're so beautiful. I just love everything about you. Oh, my gosh, look how gorgeous you look. I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know. Thank you, honey. That's really kind. So, (laughs) no, I do love that he really loves me. It's really beautiful. It's very sweet, actually. So the last couple of years, and in this COVID season, I've just put on a little bit of weight, yeah? Not like my super skinny self I used to be. So I still really value who I am, but I'd love to be like the thinner version of myself, yeah? (laughs) Who wants to be the thinner version of themselves? So I love that even though I have these extra bumps and these bits that I didn't have before, and, oh, that's a bit uncomfortable there now, and, oh, that's never been that tight before, I love that my husband still thinks that I'm totally gorgeous. He's like, I know you're worried, but you just look so amazing. I know you don't feel comfortable, but you're just so beautiful, you know. So that's how God is, right? That's how God is about us. That's how God feels about us. We're worried about these bits and these bumps and these bits we don't like and these other bits that don't look that pretty or the way that I would like them to look. But God is like, you're beautiful. You're wonderful. You're gorgeous. That's God's heart towards us. So Psalm 139 verse 13 to 14 says, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, fearful actually means great reverence, heartfelt interest. And wonderfully means unique and set apart. So what God is saying to us in this is you were created with great reverence, yeah? With heartfelt interest and respect to be unique and set apart. I love that. You are unique and you are set apart. It also says God takes delight in you with gladness. With love, he will calm all your fears. He rejoices over you with joyful songs. I don't know about you, but there's no one rejoicing over me with joyful songs, yeah? Is there anyone rejoicing over you with joyful songs about how amazing you are and how wonderful you are? I don't see anyone dancing down the street going, oh my gosh, Melanie, you're so amazing. Just love everything about you. There's not people doing that, but God's doing that, yeah? God is doing that for you. God is doing that over you. He's rejoicing over you and rejoicing over you. He's not going, I don't like that bit. I'm not happy with that bit. Oh, I want that thinner bit. He's like, no, he is rejoicing. He's rejoicing. He is taking so much delight in you, his child. Song of songs. You are all together beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. Did we hear that? Is that on the screen? 
There is no flaw in you. We need to repeat that a whole lot of times, don't we? There is no flaw in you. Wow. You're altogether beautiful, my darling. Who's ever had someone speak something to them that doesn't line up with that truth? (laughs) Who's ever had someone speak a word over them that doesn't align with what God says about you? Yeah? I don't think we wouldn't be human if we hadn't. I really believe that God wants wants us to take a moment to... I want you to ask God a question. We're going to do something practical, all right? So we're going to ask God a question. And when you ask God a question, normally the first thing that pops into your head after you ask God a question is what he's speaking to you. So don't doubt it, but everyone close your eyes because who knows, God speaks to his children, yeah? God loves to talk to us. And I want you to ask God a question. What lie am I believing about myself? Just take a moment and ask God, what lie am I believing about myself? The first thing that pops into your head. Okay. Now that you've got the lie, I want you to replace it with the new truth that you are all together beautiful there is no flaw in you as often God wants us to realize something that we're believing that's a lie that's not true and when we realize what we're believing that's not true things like we're not valuable we're not precious we're not good enough God wants to expose that and replace it with the truth so the truth is you are altogether beautiful and there is no flaw in you so the things that you thought about yourself this week that were wrong, that you didn't believe in yourself, that you felt like you were falling short in an area, God says there is no flaw in you. So I want you to receive that this morning. Father, we just receive the new truth, Lord. We just surrender the lie that we have believing that has been spoken over us and we receive the truth that we are altogether beautiful and there is no flaw in us. We are your beloved children, your creation, Father, And we are good enough, Lord. You love us. You are crazy about us. You are after our hearts, Lord. And your desire is constant, real, deep, raw, authentic connection with us, Lord. We thank you that you're a safe place. And we thank you that when you speak, Lord, it is always words of hope and life. In Jesus' name, amen. God doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, doesn't make mistakes. So there is no shame in who you are. You are exactly as God created you to be. Even the parts of yourself that you don't love, God loves. So I want to encourage you to just reveal all of yourself to God. Maybe Ross, the team, can come up. That would be great because we're going to pray. Who knows God loves it when we talk to him? Who knows God moves when we pray?
Thanks, guys. I think the first song would be great.